Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 10th, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled Leveling Up with the Word, with the Word of God. I believe that this is a season of new levels for us, that God wants us to level up. God wants us to make progress on purpose. God wants us to be intentional about the type of uh, progress that we want to see and that he wants to see in our lives. And so for us to level up, we have to be intentional. For us to level up, we have to pursue progress on purpose. We can't be lackadaisical about it. We just can't sit back and wait and, well, if God wants me to have it, I guess he'll make it ha- make it happen and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's some things that God will say, don't do, I, I'll do it for you. But there's some things that God wants you to do as well in alignment with his grace, because faith is something you say, something you do, a seed that you sow based on what God revealed to you. Faith is an action word. So as believers, we walk by faith and not by sight, and our faith is tied to the word of God. We want to level up in 2021, and we're going to level up in the word. All right, so that said, I've been teaching a series entitled uh, Leveling Up with the Word from the Parable of the Sower. I want to go back to that parable again this morning. The title of today's message is God Wants You. Look at me. I'm talking about you. (laughs) God wants you to enjoy life. Come on, relax. God wants you to enjoy life. Put a smile on your face. God wants you to enjoy life. Let's talk about it. So, Mark chapter four, beginning at verse 13, the Bible says that the farmer is like someone who takes God's word, which is seed and sows it down inside of people. Now, sometimes the seed falls along the side of the road and that's like the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding isn't fruitful. And because they don't understand it, then they're susceptible to Satan and Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. He doesn't want the word to stay there because the word works. The word will do what it does if you let it do what it does, right? And so other people are like the seed that's planted on rocky ground. These are the people that hear the teaching. They quickly and gladly accept it. They get super excited. They high five their neighbor, but they don't do anything with it. They don't allow the word to go deep into their lives. So as soon as trouble comes or persecution comes because of the word that they heard, then the Bible says that they're quick to give up. Other people are like seed that's planted up in rocky, I'm sorry, in thorny ground. This is what we're studying right now, thorny ground. These are like the people that hear the teaching, but they allow their lives to become full of other things like the cares of this world, the love of money, everything else they want. They have selfish desires. They have competing priorities. And because of that, because their heart is not pure concerning these things, then these other things grow up as weeds and the weeds choke out the word and it keeps the word from working. And then finally, other people are good ground. Say good ground. Yeah, good ground. And then these are the people that allow the word to do what it does. And so they meditate and medicate on God's word day and night. And the word produces a harvest, sometimes 30 times more sometimes 60 times more, sometimes a hundred times more. And you and I, we're after 100, say 100. All right. So we've been focusing in on the, the line in the thorny weeds, the love of money. And so I'm, I'm still flowing in that same vein today, the love of money. It's, it's the, the love of money in first Timothy six and 10 Uh, Paul says that it's not money, but it's the love of money that is the root of all kinds of evil. It's the love of money. You you don't want to have a wrong relationship with money. So let's talk about it. What does this mean 
for you today as it relates to enjoying life. I have three things to share with you. God does want you to enjoy life. God wants you to have and enjoy the life that he gave. You only get one chance. You only get one shot at this thing. And so you only live once. Let's make the most of the life that God gave us and let's enjoy it. All right, so I have three things to share with you on this morning. This is where I need you to rid your heart, rid your mind of all distractions. Three things. Number one, here we go. All right. God, number one, God is not against abundance and overflow. So I, I don't know. I don't know why people have a problem with this. Uh, God is not against abundance and overflow. Maybe you haven't read the Bible, but God made a lot of people in the Bible extremely rich. God is not against earthly possessions. I understand that you can misconstrue some scriptures and say, oh, well, you know, you're focused on this world and not the next world and that kind of thing. Listen, don't get it twisted. God is not against abundance and overflow. I, I see Christians tear down other Christians just because they have earthly possessions. Oh, they, some Christians tear down other Christians because they think their house is too big. <laughs> or some Christians tear down other Christians because they think their car is too expensive. Or like, who, who came up with the rules? I mean, like, what are you talking about? Like, I mean, who, came, who, who made you like the, the finance police or something? At, at the end of the day, God is not opposed to you having things. God has a problem when things have you. Remember, God is always looking at your heart. God only has a problem when these things have the wrong place in your heart. God can give you wealth. There's lots of scriptures to support this. But Solomon, I'm going to use Solomon because he was an ultra billionaire. He was the richest man on the planet. Think of Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos times 10, like that kind of rich. And the Lord made him rich. And this is what he said in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verses 18 through 20. Just listen. Listen to what the Bible says. Solomon says, I have seen that it is best for people, this is what's best for people to do on earth. They should eat, they should drink, they should enjoy the work that they have because they're only here for a short time. God has given people just a few days. This is all we have. So if God gives some people wealth, prosperity, and the power to enjoy those things, then they should enjoy those things. They should accept the things that they have and their work because this is all a gift from God. Don't let nobody, listen, look at me. If you're a believer and God has blessed you with things, right? Don't let other Christians make you feel guilty for, for what you have. As long as you're honoring God and your heart is pure, don't let other Christians make you feel guilty. Oh, I must, I must be doing something wrong because I have earthly. What are you talking about? This is, it almost takes church people to mess this up. Like, I mean, like this, this is crazy. God can bless you. The text says God can bless you with wealth. God can bless you with property and he gives you the power to enjoy it. And he says, enjoying these things, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with enjoying whatever the Lord places in your hands. Solomon also said in Proverbs 10 and verse 22, that the blessing of the Lord, are you blessed? Is the blessing on you? He said, the Bible says, Proverbs 10 and 22, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and he has no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord can make you rich and add no sorrow to where the where you don't have to work. Like you have no sorrow. You have no conviction about it. The Lord is actually using what he placed in your hands to be a blessing to other people. You are a conduit of kingdom finance. You are funding kingdom projects all around the world. The, the Bible is full of people that the Lord made rich. It was the Lord's doing and the riches did not destroy them because the Lord was the one who was doing it. So please don't criticize others for whatever they have, for whatever God has blessed them to have, because you don't know their heart. 
God judges their heart. Like I, I know some people might say, well, you know, you look at somebody else and say, well, they shouldn't have this. Well, first of all, you don't even know what they give. Like you don't know, like, like you don't know what they get, what they, how much they give. You don't know how much, uh, how much God is using them as a kingdom, uh, a conduit of kingdom finance. And here's the problem with that. When you start giving and you live to give and you give and you give and you give, I'm talking about financially and everything else you give then you can't beat God's giving. So the more you give, the more God gives to you. And then people are looking at you like, man, they must, I don't know, they must be really focused on stuff. No, we're not focused on stuff. We're focused on giving. It's just that the more I give, the more God gives to me. And I can't beat God's giving, my God. And so we continue to give and he continues to give. And so we've proven to God that we're, uh, whatever he places in our hands, we're gonna honor him with it. So please don't allow envy. Look at me. Don't ever allow envy to fill your heart because you're looking at somebody else, you God is going to judge their heart and God is going to judge your heart. So don't worry about them. They have their own grace. They have their own race They and they're running at their own pace and they have their own stuff and leave them alone and let them do celebrate the diversities of giftings and callings without jealousy. You run your race. You have your own assignment. God can bless you richly and God wants you to enjoy the one life that you get while you're on this planet, Solomon said, you're only here for a few days. Might as well enjoy it. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, God wants you to have and enjoy life. I'm going to keep driving this home. John 10 and 10, New International Version. Jesus said, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I'm going to read that from the Passion Translation. The Passion Translation says, the thief, Satan, only has one thing in mind. He comes to steal slaughter and destroy. But I have come that you would have everything in abundance, more than you expect. Life in the fullness, life till it overflows. God says, I'm going to, he's a God of overflow. He said, I'm going to give you everything in abundance, uh, more than you expect. I'm able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think or even imagine. Ephesians 3 and 20, according to the power that works in you. Now let's look at something Paul said, 1 Timothy 6 and 17. Paul said, listen, give this command to those who are rich. Now he's saying rich in the things of this world, right? Give this command to those who are rich in the things of this world. Tell them not to be proud. Tell them to maintain, maintain their hope in God and do not trust money. Money cannot be trusted, but trust God. God takes care of us richly and he gives us everything to enjoy. He says, he didn't say, hey, people that have stuff in this world, get rid of it. He said, no, just keep your heart pure and enjoy it. God gives you everything to enjoy. I want to focus in on that line. The J.B. Phillips translation says of that same line, he says, God gives us, uh, God gives generously. He generously gives us everything for our enjoyment. God wants us to enjoy life. He gives us everything generously for our enjoyment. The passion translation of that same line says, God is the one who lavishes upon us good things fulfilling our every need. God is lavishing upon us what? Good things. He wants us to enjoy it. It is clear to me that God wants us to have and enjoy life. God gave us one life and he wants us to enjoy it. God wants us to make it to heaven. Yes, 
but God also wants us to enjoy the ride, right? I mean, like I know some people who are saved and miserably saved. You ever met somebody like that? I'm talking about in church Sunday after Sunday, just mean, I mean, just growling. I mean, just people that are saved, but miserably saved, always complaining, always whining, always talking about, oh, this world, this world, this, and this world, I can't wait to make it to heaven. I can't, one glad morning, when this world is over, I'm going to fly away. I'm sending up timber for my mansion in heaven. I can't wait to get to, listen, stop. You ain't in heaven. If all God wanted you to do was go to heaven and you're born again, doggone it, you'd be dead. You're still here. There's blood still flowing through your veins. There's air still flowing through your lungs because God is not through with you. God has an assignment and you're not going to complete your assignment by complaining. You got to stop complaining and keep your mind and your heart focused on God. God wants you to enjoy the one life that he gave you. Now, you're not going to enjoy life when you have an improper love for things. This is where your heart has to be pure. Remember, it's not money. It's the love of money. That's the problem. So let, let me say it this way. Thank God for your house, but don't love your house. Because I, some people, God blesses them with a house. And then now they say, oh, I love my house. I love my house. I love my house. They love it so much. They don't go to church. They love it so much that they forget about God. They love it so much they forget about the, the God who gave it to them. Other people, let's, uh, let's say they're like that with a car. Oh, I love my car. I love my car. They love it so much that they're washing their car on Sunday when they should be in church, hearing the word. And so now they're not honoring the God who blessed them with. I remember uh, in high school, <laughs> I don't know why I remember this, but I was in uh, my, my, my friend, Jose Luis. When I was in high school, when I, in the 80s, the Toyota Supra, was like a big deal, right, for Dominicans in Brooklyn. And so so a friend, a few of my friends, uh, Minguito, Jose Luis, they had Supras. And I remember that I was in a car with Jose Luis, my friend Jose Luis, and he had a Supra. And we went over to uh, this high school, Franklin K. Lane High School. Eddie, if you're watching, that's your high school. And so so we went over to Lane, and Lane had, oh my God, these girls, beautiful girls. And so we were sitting in this Supra, and all the girls were coming over because of the car. And I remember, I don't know why I remember this, but I thought about it this morning. My friend Jose Luis, he reached over. He was actually in the passenger seat and all the girls were coming to us because of the car. And he kissed the car. He said, man, I love this car. I love this car. He, and, and so I thought about that because I saw a lot of people like that in the army as well. They were just idolizing the car. Listen, the house, the car, the stuff. If you have a wrong relationship with that stuff, it's going to mess up your relationship with God. Let's be clear about this. That's what Jesus was saying. If you have a wrong relationship with this stuff, this stuff is going to grow up like weeds and the weeds are going to choke out the word and the word is not going to work. And so, yeah, God wants you to enjoy life, but God doesn't want you to have a wrong relationship with stuff down here in this world. Number three, and finally, as I close, when you combine faith, gratitude, and humility, like all that package it all together. You can live an amazing life. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 35 and 36 from the Amplified Bible. The Bible says, do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence for it, your confidence, faith has a great recompense of reward for you have need of steadfast patience and endurance so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God and thus receive and carry away everything that God promised for you. That's the key. God wants you to fully accomplish the will of God while you're on this planet, to fully accomplish, to get out of you everything that God placed in you while you're in the land of the living. So let me try to tie all that stuff up. First Timothy, John 10 and 10, what Solomon said, what the writer of Hebrew said. Let me tie all of this together as I close. Let me give you a few bullet points uh, that really kind of brings this all together. 
God wants you to fully accomplish his will before you die, right? It's really that simple. God wants you to minister to other people. In order for for you to minister to other people, he gives you overflow. You minister to other people out of your overflow. You minister to other people out of your abundance. Like So God gives you more than enough of fill in the blank. God gives you more than enough of whatever it is, right? So let's say love. God gives you more than enough love in your heart. I love myself. And because I love myself, I can love other people. I have overflow of love so I can love other people. Okay, peace. God gives me peace. Oh my God, I have so much peace that people can call me and I can minister peace to them over the phone because I have an abundance of peace. Now, if I don't have peace, I can't give them peace. I can't give you what I don't have, right? And so if I don't have peace, I can't give you peace, right? But if I have peace, I can minister peace to you. If I have love, I can minister. If I don't have love, then I can't give you love because I can't give you what I don't have. But if I have an abundance of love, I can minister out of that overflow. If I have an abundance of peace, I can minister out of that overflow. If I have an abundance of wisdom, I can minister out of that overflow. You see where I'm going? If I have an abundance of finances, then I can minister out of the overflow. I can't help you pay your bills if I can't pay mine. I, you got a flat tire. Oh man, uh, uh, I need a new tire. Uh, oh, my son needs a coat to go to school. Don't take him to the church and fill out some paperwork and try to get benevolence. Take him to the store and buy, some, uh, buy a jacket. That's what they need. But you can't do that if you can't, do, if you can't handle your own stuff. And so what happens is God wants you to minister out of overflow. God gives you an overflow. God gives you abundance. God gives you more than enough of everything. And so whatever you have an overflow of, you minister to other people out of that overflow. You become a conduit of God's blessing on this planet. Now, here's the key. When you are a conduit, when you are ministering out of overflow and the blessing is flowing through you, the blessing is flowing through you, the blessing is flowing through you, guess what? Doggone it. You're going to be blessed too. There's nothing wrong with you being a blessing, being a blessing, being a blessing, stop for a moment and enjoy the blessing yourself too. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's a good thing, Solomon said, to enjoy it. It's a good thing. You only have a few days on this planet. So it's a good thing to be a blessing to other people. And it's also a good thing to enjoy the one life that you have and whatever God places in your hands. Just remain humble. Give honor to God. Glorify him with whatever he places in your hands. Never have anything that that you're not willing to give away. Never have anything that you're not willing to do whatever God tells you to do with it. But as long as you don't have the wrong relationship with it, as as long as you're not loving stuff, you're loving God, you're not loving stuff, then then you're fine. But if you ever get to the point where the love of money has filled your heart and now your focus is on making your own name great instead of God making your name great, then what God is going to do is he's going to pull back and he will expose you to the enemy. God doesn't have God, God doesn't have to do anything for you to not be blessed other than pull back. God will pull back and Watch this. You will be humbled. He will expose you to the enemy and great will be your fall. But if you keep your heart pure, where money is concerned, where everything else is concerned, and look, I just want to honor God. I'll do whatever God tells me to do. I'll go wherever God tells me to go. I'll sow whatever God leads me to sow. And so I'm good. I'll do whatever. And, and then God blesses me in abundance and God continues continues to bless me because God wants to bless me because God is good. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to complain about it. I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm not going to take on any guilt or shame or condemnation for what God is doing in my life. And the church said, amen. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Man, this is a word people need to hear. My, you need to share this thing. All right. Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, 
This is a season of leveling up for me. I level up by making you my number one priority in every area of my life, including my finances. I will never allow money to cause my heart to go astray. You can bless me with wealth, Father, because I will use whatever you place in my hands to advance your kingdom plans and purposes. I don't love my house, but I enjoy it. I don't love my car, but I do enjoy it when I drive it. So I'm thankful for all the earthly possessions. And I know that I'm simply a steward of kingdom resources. My heart is in the right place where money is concerned. And because of that, you trust me with more. I will never develop a love for money. Money is a tool. You are my Lord, and I never confuse the two. Living this way, I continually level up in every area of my life, and I boldly declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, man, I covered a lot of scriptures today. You should want these notes. Go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I'm just led to say this real quick. I'm going to the Dominican Republic in a couple of days, and I'm going to go see the construction project, and it's coming along. And so if you want to be part of that, go to ripministries.org and sow a seed. Become a partner. All your donations are tax deductible in the United States. And let me just tell you that just honor the Lord with your resources, whatever he places in your hands. If you want to be a, a partner with us, then partner with us. The grace of God that's on our ministry would be on you. But honor the Lord with your resources, whether it's with us or anybody else. Tithe, give offerings, honor the Lord. And you, I'm telling you, he will honor you. If this message has been a blessing to you, do me two things. Uh, number one, go into the chat and leave me some comments in the chat because I go back and I read those and then share this message right now, please, on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.